Amazing. We've got one more. I'm going to invite Charlotte to come and share God's word. Give Charlotte a hand. Thank you so much. Good morning, church. Are you still with me? Yes, brilliant. Um, So as it's Mother's Day, I thought it would be best to look at a mother in the Bible. Um, So if we want to look at uh, 1 Samuel from chapter 1, if we could have it on the slides, please. There was a certain man from Rehophaim, a Zurite from the hill country of Ephraim, whose name was Elkanah, son of Jerome, the son of Elu, the son of Tohu, the son of Zuth, an Ephraimite. He had two wives. One was called Hannah and the other was called Peninnah. Peninnah had two children, but Hannah had none. Year after year, this man went up from his town to worship and sacrifice to the Lord Almighty at Shiloh where Hophni and Phinehas, the two sons of Eli, were the priests of the Lord. Whenever the day came for Ekenai to sacrifice, he would give portions of the meat to his wife Peninnah and to all her sons and daughters. But to Hannah he gave a double portion because he loved her and the Lord had closed her womb. Because the Lord had closed Hannah's womb, her rival kept provoking her in order to irritate her. This went on year after year. Whenever Hannah went up to the house of the Lord, her rival provoked her till she wept and could not eat. Have you ever asked that question to the Lord, why me? Why And why not me as well sometimes? And if we look at this story of Hannah, she must have felt this way. You know, can you imagine? She so desperately wants a child she so desperately wants to fulfill something. As humans, we want to be fruitful, don't we? We want to give something. And for a woman of this time, this is a way of her contributing to her family line. So to be told you're barren and that you're not able to give something must have been absolutely devastating for her. So much so that it actually brought her into a place of depression. When we read in the scripture, it said that she could not eat and she could not sleep. Those of you who have witnessed people go through depression, you know what that's like. They can't get up in the morning. They don't have a purpose for getting up in the morning. They struggle to eat because they say, why, why? So you might feel sometimes, Lord, why me? Why did I have to go through this? Why do some people succeed and other people don't succeed? And even worse, Hannah had to then tolerate this woman, um, Penina, who is also a wife of her husband. She had to share him. Um, and she had to tolerate this provoking. Can you imagine how that felt? She would have heard her say, oh, well, I have children. What do you have? He may love you, but what do you have? And she would have to look after these children as well. How difficult that must have been for her. Sometimes you might feel like you've got the unfair portion in life. Sometimes you might think, Lord, I've tithed, I've given so, so much. I've been faithful in giving. I've been giving to lots of things. But why am I still struggling with debt? Why am I still struggling? And yet my neighbor, he's just bought his second house. How is that fair? All the times that you prayed for your children and your family's salvation, but then all of a sudden, someone else gets saved and you think, Lord, I've been sowing, I've been sowing, I've been sowing into this very situation, but yet I'm not seeing the fruit. Why not me? So if we look at 1 Samuel verse 10, this is what Hannah does, and this is so powerful. 
And she, sorry, from verse 11, actually, sorry. And she made a vow saying, Lord Almighty, if only you would look upon your servant's misery and remember me and not forget your servants, but give her a son, then I will give him to the Lord for all the days of his life and no razor will ever be used on his head. So Hannah makes a vow. She says, Lord, I'm so, so desperate that I'm willing to get a son that I'm willing to give back to you. She wouldn't even be able to enjoy this gift that she'd been praying for. That was the vow that she made. So why did Hannah make this vow? Maybe she thought to herself about the bigger picture. Maybe she thought to herself, this isn't about me. Maybe she stopped asking the question, why not me? And why, or why me? And started thinking, what's next? So are we asking today, what's next? So from verse um, 20... So in the course of time, Hannah became pregnant and gave birth to a son. She named him Samuel, saying, because I've asked the Lord for him, Hannah dedicates Samuel, 21. So when her husband, Elkanah, went up with all his family to offer the annual sacrifice to the Lord and fulfill his vow, Hannah did not go. She said to her husband, after the boy is weaned, I will take him and present him before the Lord, and he will live there always. So Hannah fulfills this vow. Not only was she yearning, she was in a state of depression. She felt like, okay, I can't even get up in the morning. I can't have something to eat. But she was willing to give back. Notice that when her husband feeds all the children, what does he give to Hannah? He gives her a double portion instead. And today I believe that the Lord wants to compensate for some things that have been lost. There's a double portion coming for the things that have been lost. So what are you being conversated? If you think about if you were in an accident and you had to, um, you had your car and you had to have that car written off or you had to make a claim, you would get a payout. You get a payout for the fact that you've lost out on something. And the reason we have that is because we have insurance. And today we have insurance with God, don't we? We have insurance knowing that um, we can put a trust in God and he is going to compensate for the years that the locusts have eaten away. Thank you, Jesus. So what legacy are you leaving today? What's next for you? What's the bigger picture? Remember that Samuel grew up not only to be the answer to Hannah's prayer, but also the answers to a nation's prayer. Samuel grew up to be a prophet that would anoint two kings of Israel. That's a bigger picture, right? So what legacy are we leaving? Maybe the thing that you're battling the most, the thing that is causing you the most depression, is going to be the thing that leads to a biggest destiny. What is causing you depression today? What's stopping you from eating? What's stopping you from sleeping? Why is there such a fight? Because the battle is so big because the reward is even greater. Can you imagine the answer to your prayer is not just an answer to your own prayer, but the prayers of a nation? Today we are pregnant with purpose. So when a a new mother becomes um, pregnant, we always say this saying, don't we? We always say, 
you've got to start eating for two. So notice if we go back and remember that before she even knew she was pregnant, she got a double portion. Some of us have got to start eating for two now. Because when we fulfill ourselves with what's that double portion, we can then give it away, can't we? We could then give it over to someone else. So some people said to you, your vision, your purpose is dead. We've heard that this morning, haven't we? Your marriage, your business, your ministry, it's not worked, it's not worked, maybe it's dead. Maybe it's become depression to you. But this is a time to plant that depression and into the kingdom for the greater purpose. And we believe, don't we, that God will use this and transform that depression into destiny. So finally, I've said, why me? We need to ask the question, what's next? But the third question I think we need to ask is, why should we wait? I don't know about you, but I'm so impatient sometimes. I can't stand waiting for anything. If I'm in a long queue for something, I think to myself, oh, when will this be over? Um, I had to um, wait in a doctor's queue for one of my colleagues this week because she had to go back into a class. And I was thinking, please hurry up because I really need to get on with some work. But sometimes we do have to wait, don't we? So what now? So um, this is from 1 Samuel 1.17. Eli answered, go in peace and may the God of Israel grant you what you have asked of him. She said, may your servant find favor in your eyes. Then she went on her way and ate something and her face was no longer downcast. So here's Hannah. She was in depression. She could not eat. She could not sleep. But now she's gone to Eli the priest and she's received a blessing. So now she can eat again. So she's been delivered from that depression. Her face is no longer downcast. This really interests me because I thought to myself, Why did she get delivered from her depression after the prayer? Notice she didn't get delivered from that depression once the baby was born. She didn't get delivered from that depression once she found out she was pregnant. She got delivered from the depression in the waiting. There's breakthrough coming in the waiting. But it's where we choose to receive that right now. Some of us, we've been waiting, we've been sowing seeds into different areas and not realising that God's blessing a whole different area. Some of us have been thinking to ourselves, oh, once I have this, once I get that new job, once I get stable in my finances, once my children come back to God, once my health is renewed, we've been waiting for that day, but actually the day is today. What does the Bible say? There is pain in the night, but joy comes when? In the morning. Does it say it comes in the answer? Does it come in the solution? No, it comes in the morning. So today is a new day if we choose to accept it. So if you're asking yourself today, why me? Why not me? Maybe God wants to change our mindset today. We've heard this already today. Maybe we need to have the bigger picture and say, what's next? What are you planning, Lord? How can I use this source of depression and sow it back into your kingdom? Because you will make it glorious. And finally, why wait? Is there breakthrough today? Yes, we believe there is. God is in us, in, with us in the waiting, not in the solution. 
Thank you. I'm just going to pray and ask Pastor Suji to come up. Father, I thank you for um, these wonderful words you've heard today. We thank you that you've been speaking to us, Lord. Father, we just give over whatever's weighing, whatever's dead, Lord, and we just give it over to you. And Lord, we just take that step today, knowing that we need to receive something new. We received a newness today. We received a breakthrough. Thank you, Jesus, that you've made faithful to your word and out of um, one answer to prayer became the solution to a whole nation, Lord. We thank you that you're working in your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Why don't we rise for a blessing? I'm going to believe that this is our word. I mean, this is my word. I'm taking this for me. I'm going to receive the double portion while I wait. Anybody else? I'm going to receive from God the double portion before my answer is here. Anybody else? I'm going to rejoice before my answer is here. Anybody else? My countenance is going to change before I see my breakthrough. Anybody else? There is joy in the breakthrough. There's deliverance in the waiting. Lord, we're not going to wait for the perfect day to rejoice. Joy comes in the morning. This is a new day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Father, today we receive that. The fight is great, but the breakthrough is even greater. The test is great, but the testimony is even greater. The unanswered prayers are excruciating sometimes, but what you're about to deliver is not just a son, but is a prophet to the nation. Father, we thank you for this word. We receive it to our churches and to our families and to our lives. While we wait, our countenance will change. While we wait, we will receive the breakthrough. We're going to start eating for two for what we're pregnant with. We may not have seen the baby yet, but we're ready to eat, Lord, every blessing that you're able to give to us. So we thank you for the words that we have heard this morning. Thank you that the entrance of your word brings light and it brings deliverance. Lift your hands for a blessing. Now may the Lord bless you and may he keep you. And may you know that if Jesus could walk into a house and dead things could come back to life, how much more will Jesus bring back to life everything that is dead in your life because he now lives in you. May you live with the awareness that he has given you mercy and therefore may you this week give mercy to somebody. May somebody's life be touched because of your life this week. And while you are waiting, may you learn to rejoice. May your eyes be open to see that the double portion comes before the breakthrough. So open your mouth and he is willing to fill it with his words so that you will receive not just a breakthrough for your prayers, but you are the answer to the prayers of a nation. Father, we receive this word and we go with this blessing. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's just thank Charlotte for bringing that word and Camilla and Catherine for the words that we heard today. Thank you, Lord. Amen, amen, amen.